0: And very good Thank you Steve for that As always we appreciate it Again, I'm Jerry Escher sitting in for Al Cresta today on Cresta in the Afternoon. And our first guest, we're going to get started with uh, Stephen Graydonis. He is a member of the New York Film Critics Circle, a permanent deacon in the Catholic Archdiocese of Newark and the founder of DecentFilms.com. He has degrees in media arts and religious studies, and he and his wife, Suzanne, have seven children. We encourage you to visit DecentFilms.com. We're going to be talking about uh, the, the late Alfred Hitchcock and his Catholicism and his movies. He was considered one of the most Influential filmmakers of all time, and he died on this day in 1980. His work was also influenced by his faith. Tell us, Steve, first of all, welcome, Stephen Gray Donis. Welcome to the program. How are you? Uh,
1: great. I'm doing great. Thanks so much, Jerry. It's good to talk to you.
0: Good, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since uh, my days over there at Catholic Answers. Um, I've, I've learned a lot by researching for our conversation here today about Alfred Hitchcock and and the man and the Catholic. Uh, what was his was his Catholicism something that he lived openly enough so that his peers would have known about it?
1: That's a really good question, and one of the things that you have to be aware of when you're talking about the personal life of any filmmaker and especially a man like Alfred Hitchcock, is the potential gap between the, the official story, the way that the individual represents themselves in interviews, and the behind-the-scenes story. So in Hitchcock's case, he's often talked about his strict Catholic upbringing, his schooling by the Jesuits. He has represented himself as a person who was shaped by faith in his early life, Um, But he never accepted the label of a Catholic filmmaker. And for a long time, people considered him to have been one of the many lapsed Catholics of the filmmaking set. Um, It it seems to have come out, though, that toward the end of his life, he did return um, with enthusiasm to the active celebration of his faith. Um, A a priest named uh, Father... um, Mark Henninger in 2012 talked about how in 1980, the year that that Alfred Hitchcock died, he and another priest, a family friend named Father Tom Sullivan, celebrated a number of private masses for the Hitchcocks. Sullivan heard Hitchcock's confession, according to Henninger, and um, and Henninger talks uh, movingly about how uh, Hitchcock asked for the Mass, the, the, they celebrated private Masses in, in his home, it said the response is in Latin, and received communion with tears streaming down his face.
0: Yeah, it's uh, interesting that you you went there because I was I was going to get to ask you about that his his later years and his faith toward the end of his life. Stephen Greatonis is with us here on Cresta in the afternoon. I am Jerry Usher in for Al today and we're talking about the uh, the great filmmaker Alfred Hitchcock and uh, the Catholic influence on him and his movies. Just just how did it come out in his movies, uh, Stephen, his Catholicism if at all? Was there was there a, some hints
1: of that? I think this seems that Critics and and film commentators usually look at um, in his films with with regard to the Catholic influence are themes of guilt and innocence and uh, desire, concupiscence. Um, one of one of the most notable themes in Hitchcock's films is the idea of the innocent man wrongly accused, and one of the most frequent things that comes out of this, this is. That nobody is really innocent. That that even the best of us, if you scrutinize our lives, you discover that there are things that we would rather not have come to the surface. And and this is um this is a recurring theme in many of his films, but especially I think in the two films of his that I think are the most overtly Catholic, uh the, the main one and, and the most obvious one being I confess a story about a uh, a priest who becomes uh, suspected of murder and and who has not he's not he hasn't committed murder but there are things in his personal life that, that he would prefer not come to light and then there's also the film that Hitchcock um, um, felt the most strongly about of, of all the films of his body of work and, and that is really the the kind of an outlier but which I think is is possibly the, his best film it's called the wrong man and it's based on a true story about a man who was um, wrongly suspected of murder and uh, the toll that that took on him and, and on his family and um, the way in which the real killer ultimately came to light.
0: How would you describe him as a director? Uh, you know, Every director has kind of this, this way that people kind of view or perceive them. How, how would you describe him as, as a director specifically?
1: Alfred Hitchcock... As a director, um, is is he's absolutely unique. Um, there there is no filmmaker with a comparable cultural footprint. He has no rival. Uh, one could almost say he has no peers. When you look at the work of later filmmakers, all you, 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 the, the Hitchcock influence is so obvious. Um, one of the most Famous examples from one of the most celebrated directors of our time is uh, Steven Spielberg, who in in Jaws uses a couple of shots from Alfred Hitchcock's playbook in the famous early scene on the beach, where Chief Brody is trying to look past the head of another man, and and then uh, then Hitchcock to, then then Spielberg does the dolly zoom effect, where the camera seems to zoom in on on the person while at the same time the background recedes from them um, and it, it indicates emotional disorientation this is the vertigo effect Hitchcock Uh, really pioneered the use of of that technique in Vertigo. But in Hitchcock, when Hitchcock used that peering over the head technique, it had a moral significance. Look for it, especially in The Wrong Man, where you see that somebody who's being talked to by somebody else is kind of looking over his head um, at at other people who are talking about about the viewer himself. So so it it, it points to the idea that um, that all of us have some kind of guilt in our lives. All of us have secrets and, and that's what's so distracting to the um, to the protagonist of, of the wrong man. That that moral dimension is not there in the Spielberg shot as as effective as it is in its own right.
0: Mm-hmm. Creston in the afternoon, Jerry Usher in for Al, and our guest right now is Stephen Graydonis. His website is decentfilms.com. Stephen is highly qualified, especially uniquely qualified perhaps among people in the Catholic world to to talk about films. He has degrees in media, arts, and religious studies, and we're talking about the uh, great Alfred Hitchcock who uh, died on this day in 1980. His faith very much influenced by, I mean, his work very much influenced by his Catholic faith. The relationships, Stephen, that directors have with the actors that they work with is always kind of an interesting dynamic to look at. Um, How were his relationships with the actors that he worked with?
1: Um, You know, that is not a subject about which I know a great deal. Um, there's been a lot written about Hitchcock's relationships with uh, the women in his films in particular. And Hitchcock is credited in the case of Jimmy Stewart with seeing uh, the potential for a much darker side than is often associated with, uh, with, with Stewart as an actor. I think that there's something to that, although I think we also have to give credit to Frank Capra, And uh, It's a Wonderful Life, which is the film um, that that really first explored that dark side of Jimmy Stewart that uh, that Hitchcock brought out so well. Again, that really goes to the sense that, you know, somebody like Jimmy Stewart, somebody who is, you know, America's buddy, uh, who's so, so beloved, even this person has a dark side. And and that really was something that Hitchcock uh, zoomed in on um, uh, with with X-ray precision.
0: Would you say there was a sort of Hitchcock brand, quote-unquote, and, and if so, how would you describe
1: it? Well, it's interesting. Uh, you know, Hitchcock is best known for, for thrillers, for suspense films, um, and... And he has a trademark sense of humor that goes through all of his films except for the two that I've highlighted as being his most Catholic films, I Confess and The Wrong Man. There's no sense of humor in these movies. And, and I, some people find that off-putting and it's true that compared to Psycho and Vertigo and a lot of his other films, they're not as entertaining, they're not as fun, quote unquote, but I think there's there's a profundity, and you really see Hitchcock at his most serious in these films, grappling with uh, with religious duty in the case of I Confess, and then with spirituality in uh, in The Wrong Man. I, I don't want to you know come. I don't want to say too much about it for for the sake of viewers who may not have seen the film yet. I do. I highly recommend watching The Wrong Man. Um, but but there's a there's a connection between um, uh, prayer and the the salvation of the protagonist that's drawn out with a very uh, specific and clear cinematic effect
0: Stephen Graydon is with us for uh, we got about three more minutes here. Stephen, uh, what would you say to encourage, uh, especially younger people to to you just encouraged us to watch, you people to watch The Wrong Man? Um, you know Hitchcock and his work is is maybe not uh, certainly that well known, especially among younger people today. But you, you you have a great appreciation for his work. How would what would you say to encourage uh, anybody, but especially younger people, to maybe uh, take a look at some of his films, some of his work?
1: Well. You know, it it is a little bit frustrating sometimes. I I know people who, you know, don't watch older movies and older movies can be defined as anything, you know, from like before 2005 to the 1970s or or whenever it is that you want to draw the line. Uh, But for anyone who cares about film, Alfred Hitchcock is is one of the touchstones that you really must familiarize yourself with. Like, Like I said, his influence on subsequent filmmakers, Steven Spielberg's and obvious example, but there are many, many others, is just enormous. And while his identity as a Catholic filmmaker, I think, is really the clearest in I Confess and in The Wrong Man, um, the, the moral dimension of his work, uh, the, the complicated sense that, um, um, that everyone is compromised on some level. Uh, the, the underlying theme of of original sin and and concupiscence I think is found throughout his work and um, and, and he 's just incredibly fun to watch in general most of most of his films they just they, they grab you by the throat if you start watching them. For the most part, if you just give them five or ten minutes, you won't need me to sit at your, at your side and, and tell you to stick with it. Alfred Hitchcock is, is plenty capable of being his own, his own best salesman.
0: Beautiful. Well, before we let you go, um, I mentioned your website several times, decentfilms.com. Uh, give our listeners just a snapshot of the, uh, the resources, the information, the help they're going to get there in terms of when it comes to movies, Stephen.
1: Um, you know, I'm writing about movies just about every week at uh, at Decent Films. You can read my review of Father Stew, a movie that I know many of our listeners are interested in, and, and my uh, interview with Mark Wahlberg and Teresa Ruiz. I've written recently about The Godfather, and I'm hoping to come back and talk with Al about the Catholic themes in The Godfather, and a very lovely... French family film called Petite Mama which I highly highly recommend magical little family film even my nine-year-old was riveted so beautiful all those out of Decent Films
0: Stephen thanks so much for your time always good to talk with you
1: <coughs> thank you Jerry you too
0: well beautiful conversation with Stephen Great on again his website DecentFilms.com I'm not much of a movie goer myself I admit but I have had a lot of great insights and learned a lot about Alfred Hitchcock today. Stay tuned for more of Cresta in the afternoon.